Chuckleheads, I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk, the alumni tour. We're back. Uh, class of 2012 stopping by today. Dave Hartman, uh, he's going to tell you, this guy's been all over the country with the PGA Tour. Uh, he came into Bethany, and he's. The, I would say the moral of his story is make sure you jump. Don't don't hold back. Don't be, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, we're also going to, as we always do, we're going to send it to KJ. I'm going to give him some turners. Again, Turners, if you're watching, please sponsor. It would, it would really, I, we, I think we'd all appreciate it. Uh, and then I'll send it to Harry, because, you know, Chambers General Store. You should be, if you're in Bethany, if you're in the area of Ella, surrounding areas, stop by a Chambers General Store. Uh, but without further ado, also, I know in the last episode we did a giveaway. Forgot that the giveaway was going to happen after the students left. So as of right now, we're going to put the giveaways for Chambers on pause, unless you're here in Bethany and want to go in there and say, I'm a chucklehead that watches Dingo Talk, in which case, Harry will probably still give you a sandwich. So without further ado, this is Dave. What's going on, chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Class of 2012, Dave Hartman, communication major here at Bethany College. Yes, sir. Uh, we're, we have a lot of things as we get into it. We have a lot of things that we have in common that are yeah. like uncanny crossovers. Um, before I go any further, i got to do what I do for every beginning of every show so that you have something to wet your whistle with. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, right to it you know yeah absolutely so we're gonna go back to the we're gonna do what we do every week uh, i'm gonna ask dave about dave's life right before bethany at bethany we'll take a break we'll come back and then once again we'll go to everything that dave has done since graduation uh so 2007 2007 what point does bethany get put on the map for you i mean obviously being from brook right you know local. that it's up here local Yep, grew up in the area, and well, I'll just touch on this real quick. So, like you had referenced, uh, there is the the weird plum connection that we actually <laughs> didn't know about until years later. Uh, so we're at Bethany, and we get to hanging out. We start talking, and long story short, yes, uh, born in Pittsburgh, uh, lived in Plum. <laughs> My family had roots here in Fallen's Bee area, if you're familiar with that. So uh, we moved back to the area. If it weren't for that little move, we'd have been in high school together. We went to Plum Mustangs. Mustang, uh, the Fighting Mustangs. Right, right. You got <laughs> the likes of R.J. Umberger and Pat McAfee. Absolutely. If anybody's paying attention to those guys. But uh, yeah, so cross paths with Bethany, comm majors. We both work at the bar. <laughs> we both were cooks at the bar. Right? We, it's just like uh, we both have a very similar bartender. Predestined. <laughs> We spend so, a lot of time up there in the uh, oh, yeah. at the at the estate. Absolutely, you know we won't say where it is, but we spend <laughs> a lot of time up there in the woods. Uh, yes, yes. So, with, uh, with Big Dog Brady, right? Because that's he now wants that to that's his name that's from his, now on. That's his tag. He's Big Dog Brady. So yeah, like you said, so 2007, uh, wrapping it up at Brook High, right down the road from here, local, like I mentioned, and uh, it just kind of made sense, you know. Family's right down the road, friends right down the road. Um, at the time, I was still kind of involved with a with a person I was in high school with. I went south after I went to school, which was couldn't couldn't have been better, right? Yeah. Started yeah. getting involved on campus a little more. Stopped leaving on the weekends, which, if I could tell anybody any bit of advice on, like, if you were to end up at Bethany or anywhere for that matter, uh, stay on campus and, and get enjoy, involved. enjoy, yeah, enjoy your time, it. right? Because you've, you know, not to be funny, but you've lived this. Don't go home every week. Yeah. Don't stick around. Get to know new people. Out, out of your comfort zone is the best place you can be. So so you end up at Bethany. Um, do you declare as a, because as I said, you graduate with a comm degree. Do you right, declare right. as a comm major right away? Um, yeah, right out of the gate. I kind of, I wasn't sure early on, and it took a little time. Uh, but yeah, comm, comm right out of the gate, start freshman year. MassCon 101 with Dr. Sutherland, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean it was straight. From so that there. would have been you, Jimmy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys were you guys were kind of the. I'm trying. I'm sure AJ Sparks. Towards yeah, the you end. know what? Like, yeah. I'm, shame on me for not remembering. I think he was a year or two behind me. Yeah, he came. Yeah, in, yeah. He came in with me. But the comm department was was solid there for a while. Jay Libby was yeah, running. Right, the... Dr. Libby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't beat. I mean, uh, I met my big brother in the fraternity. 
in Dr. Libby's class, freshman year. So you bring that up. You yeah. you you said about getting involved on campus. Um, as and you're a little bit abnormal. Most people don't declare a major that right out of the gate. Right. Um, so you declare your major. You end up in a J. Libby class, yeah. Dr. Libby, who yeah. you know, one of the legends. Right. Back in the day, and, and um, walks this dude with a with an acoustic guitar and a raccoon tail tied to the neck and i'm like who is this guy this is my i'm gonna be right. my new friend right so i immediately i strike up a friendship with him and, and next thing you know i'm at the house and he was down at beta downtown and mm -hmm. so i got to know all these new guys and and like i said out of your comfort zone and and meeting new people um that's the number one thing i can say about any any college experience but especially bethany uh or any small school similar to bethany yeah because it's so different so before coming to college, was Greek life something that never? It was so no. most of the stories of people that come to Bethany and end up in a Greek house. Exactly. You, it wasn't something that was like, oh, I'm, that's what I'm going. To, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to have that right. that experience. And like, everybody's. I feel like a lot of people have this idea when when they watch movies and television. Animal House. Exactly. <laughs> so the first thing you think, oh man, a fraternity or oh, I'm going to join a sorority and do what? And it's not what people think no. at all. There's a lot of, right. And, and you know, I'm sure you guys did like leadership colleges, all that kind of stuff. Um, that you of, have to do. A lot of resume material. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just a giant party. Yeah, you have a good time. Yeah. And I you know that people are like, oh, you're going to pay for your friends. Huh? And it's like, it's it, not like that. No. You're paying I mean, for things, but it's no different there. We say, all right, let's go to a show. Let's go to a show this weekend if you're not involved in Greek life gonna cost you money so yeah. well not only that but i mean the the, the dues really go towards your insurance oh, right. and the protection right that, that you know as a person if you right. get hurt there's a lot of real there's liability there's it's right. a real world well, there's a lot of real world stuff that you can get from that experience absolutely for sure uh, that's overlooked a lot of times I think. so as we you join as a freshman then so you yeah, were, yeah I you did were out of the shoot with everything right, everything <laughs> i was just You'd think I knew what I was doing, but I had <laughs> <Yeah>. no idea. <laughs> Flying by the seat of your right. pants. And I think that's, the, that's honestly the best thing you can do, I mm -hmm. think. Especially in, in the college setting, because it's like you're getting that freedom for the first time, and you're like, not really sure what you're going to do, but it's like... Try a little sit, bit of everything. Right, you're going to sit back and kind of be like, well, I don't know. Or you just, you know, you're better off just doing it. And, all right, so that didn't go so well. Learn from it and move on. And move on, right. So you're... you're, you're that was part of the social aspect as well. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that, the social life here. Because, again, it's a very small, tiny. small, tiny college. You're going right. to know everybody. Right. Um, at the time, we had a bar on campus. Well, not on campus. We had a bar in town. Right, right. Um, way different now from way different. what I understand. I don't know all the differences. I'm sure there are plenty, but I'm sure a lot's still the same. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, I know hearing stories when I was a sophomore about – bar and, and you know just the general on-campus life um it was a lot different from mm -hmm. what i understand you know and, and i know that you know i live in campbell village freshman year which was a huge adjustment you know coming oh, yeah. in, having four roommates right your own room right you're coming in from down the road and following me and you're kind of like not sure what to expect and and then you come out here and i had an advantage because I knew what the area was like. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to a lot of people that would come from like New York or like these populated areas, you know, that are like civilized. <laughs> yeah, weren't ready for it. <laughs> they come out here and they're just like, "What is going on?" Like culture shock. Just, what do you do for fun? It's like, well, well, at that time we went, up we went to the bar, right? Um, and then that's what you do for fun. And you, <laughs> if you didn't go to the bar right away, you went somewhere and right. then went to the you bar and then yeah. ended up at Sigma Nu or right. You know, I mean, which and you talk about like Bethany traditions and which I think that's one of the coolest things you can have as a school, uh, in particular at, at the college level is tradition and and uh, I mean even high schools, but especially mm -hmm. colleges. Uh, and I feel like that's that's something that Bethany has always kind of stayed true to, in my opinion, uh, as far as that goes. You know, like I know it's hard Things to keep tradition, changed. right? With but, this with this year, it's a hard hard thing to keep tradition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully when homecoming does come back around. I don't know. Virtual homecoming <laughs> is real fun, man. I yeah, had great. I had a blast. I'm sorry. I didn't get a Zoom. We didn't. We, I didn't go to a Zoom. I went. I'm not going to say where I went, but I went. So I was, well, we were, we were, we had a fire out back, and then we had, uh, we had, we had, we had, we had you know, your normal homecoming. You ventured yeah, through town, and whoever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
so you as a let's let's talk more about the department because the department has right, changed right. through time. Um, I mean, you right. were you were very heavily involved on the TV side. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I know at the time when I was here as a freshman, I mean, that's how it was the whole time I was here. It was campus media experience points. Mm -hmm. So they give you the CMEs. You had to get two electronic, one written, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, because you had to do the tower for a semester. Right, right, right. Um, and or I some I, version. And I know at that point, Dr. Libby was doing the folio thing that was kind of mm -hmm. taken off. And then there, I think there were some other things, too, as well. I think you were able to get involved with the Harbinger. They're still doing that. I don't know if I that think, still counts. I think it comes out. I could be wrong. It, I, I think... I think you're right, though. I think that was definitely a heavy part of the, right. the comm department. Well, and, you know, and how things are, um, you know, it's not that long ago. Uh, you know, you're radio old. and TV, yeah. You're old. No question. There's a number right there. You're old. <laughs> it should be 11. I took a victory lap. I know. You, did, you took a victory lap. Yeah. I haven't left my victory lap. <laughs> what do you mean? Keep it going. Um, but, yeah, so basically at that point, the CME points uh, – we were working at those. Everybody was doing electronic heavy because, you know, why wouldn't you? Um, so, like you said, TV station was just, it just made sense. I had a blast doing that. I mean, that was some of the most fun for schoolwork on mm -hmm. campus was definitely spent TV station, like editing. You go up there, you know, give me the code. You go up there, whatever and time just, you wanted and just work. And if you wanted to shoot it, if you wanted, the great thing I think about what, what the comm department specifically offers right. is... Uh, that you come in as a freshman and it's not like being at a bigger school where you might right. not see a camera or touch a camera right. for two, two years, years. Right. Or three juniors. years. Right. Yeah. You, know, you might not be touching it. At Syracuse. Good luck. Touching it. Anything. Getting around anything. Or at yeah, Northwestern. Right. You're Good luck. taking notes. And I talked to a lot of guys, you know, later down the road that had attended schools like that, especially Syracuse. I knew two dudes from, from Syracuse and, and they said that you know, like you referenced, sophomore year, late sophomore year, early junior year, you're finally starting to get involved. Whereas here, I mean, I was a freshman, like, I'm not ready for this. They're like, all right, well, that's too bad. Here you go. You want to be better camera, get ready? What right? camera you want to run? I don't uh, know how to run a camera. Oh, yeah, exactly. Here you well, go. We'll find out today. <laughs> I remember stammering, you know, bad radio station as a freshman, you know, reading this little, like, News bulletin, just like blah, 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 on eighty-eight point one, just stuttering away. WVBC, right, right, and and it was just one of those things. Is everything was a learning experience immediately, and I like that. That was something cool for me because, like you said, it's such a small group of students in the department to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's a small campus, so it's like you're going to get involved quick. One, well, and, and you so, know, you brought up that you're big, right? At the beginning of this segment, you brought right. up that comes in, he's got an acoustic guitar and a, and, and Dave's Dave's quite modest, if you haven't figured out. He's he's very he's very shy. Uh, I'm surprised that his pride and joy his guitar. I'm sure it's in your car though. Isn't no, it? It's too cold. It's too cold to keep you left at home. home. But left it at home. Man's a musician. <laughs> now is that something that you were before you got to Bethany that was like a high school that you Yeah, were... yeah, early on. I was like freshman in high school and I just kinda was like, Hey, I wouldn't mind trying this out and whatever and just kinda messed around for a bit. Stuck with it. I pretty think my parents are like, pretty, pretty good guitar player. Yeah. Pretty good guitar player. I appreciate that. You are. You, you got a, you got a nice. There's a couple of times, but you only will play like a half a song, and then I guess then it gets put back and it gets wiped right, out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls it back out and he'll show you like, did you see my new guitar? Dave, I was here when you yeah. were, you, you played. Yeah, just make sure you saw. Oh, you saw it. Okay. It's new. You want to you want to hear another song? I can play, which I never will turn down because it's just it's a different thing. Um. So we covered the department. We covered uh, Greek life and you getting involved there. Right. What other things campus-wise? Because I believe you played a year of lacrosse here as yeah, well. Yeah, that was – you want to talk about random. Uh, <laughs> I never <laughs> never touched a lacrosse stick in my life. Never – I mean, I watched it on television. Yeah. I had a rough understanding of how it worked. Um, and it was kind of cool. I mean, at the time, one of my fraternity brothers – he was a younger guy, and he came from, I think it was McGuffey High School um, down near Claysville. And he played, and he had his stuff out there, and he knew a guy that was trying out. And at the time, it was club, and it wasn't a varsity uh, mm -hmm. sport yet. And they were just working on bringing it back, and they were working on getting interest. And he was kind of on me, like, oh, you should try, you should try. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll tr I, I can mess around in the backyard, but, I mean, come on. And so eventually he talked me into it. I couldn't believe it. I was like standing there in, in Wolfram's office at the time. It was Coach Wolfram, the head coach. And uh, I'm kind of standing there just 
like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. We talk about comfort zone and getting out of it. I was like, you know what? What like really, jump? What do I have to lose? You know, yeah. I'll stand on the sideline. I don't mind. It's something to do. It was, uh, I think it was uh, a credit at that point because they did you get the it credit. Did become yeah. varsity. It was varsity that uh, year I played. And then, and, uh, so what was it like? The team atmosphere. I mean, you have that. You have that brotherhood yeah, down in Beta. Right, you have right, your similar, guys at the bar and then feel right. And it was cool because, like, I'll give those guys credit because you know, like I mentioned, knew nothing about it. Took me about a week and a half just to learn the rules and, and get the feel of everything. And uh, those guys were really cool because, like I said, I came in zero knowledge. zero knowledge. Very very understanding, and I kind of felt stupid at practice here and there. But I mean, who wouldn't? You're kind of like learning this new thing and. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, was, everybody was really supportive. It was pretty cool. Um, and I don't regret playing at all, you know. And I was like, I'm never going to sniff the field, you know. And I actually got some time, so I was like, I I'll take it. That was cool, you know. Well, you have a hockey cool background as well. Yeah, just some beer league stuff. So it wasn't, you know, just changing the Yeah, you're going bit. instead of instead of this way, you're going So up. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy overwhelming. But at the same time, I'm just like, what am I? Like there were, don't get me wrong, there were a couple times I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't belong here at all. I get myself into I don't belong here at all. These guys have been playing lacrosse for six, seven, right. eight, nine years, and I'm, I'm right. just, I just want to be, I'm, I'm cool I'm being here. Like, rules. <laughs> I'm just learning the rules. Yeah, but no, I mean, and like I said, I don't regret it. I mean, it was, it was an awesome time, something different, you know. An opportunity I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't have elsewhere. And you got the credit, which is which is right, another benefit right. of, of being an athlete. Biggest, in biggest accomplishments of that of that <laughs> season for me are probably like I didn't miss the bus at all. <laughs> <laughs> at any point. You didn't sleep through the bus. No, I didn't miss the bus. Um, probably about it. <laughs> well, you got the credit, so there's that too. <laughs> I didn't choke to death on a on a. All right, so we're on our on our way to Otterbahn in Ohio, which is like a nice little ride on the bus. And uh, we leave real early, we leave the wreck, and uh, I fell asleep with some grizzly wintergreen on the bus, and uh, woke up in Otterbein, like, oh my goodness, you know, so I survived that incident, wow. so those are my two big accomplishments <laughs> from my one lacrosse season, but it was it was definitely, definitely a good time, yeah. So, uh, other than lacrosse, was there anything else on campus that you were involved in, or the, maybe you, you, you looked at after the fact, and was like, ah, oh, maybe I should have... That would have been a cool thing to get involved in, or? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, because uh, I know a lot of people always did the big man on campus, which always did look entertaining, <laughs> but I could just never give myself that extra little That thing. extra, not, the, like, that was too far out of the right, comfort right. zone. You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. There's a certain <laughs> level of comfort zone that's just right. And that's, that's, I was sitting in that pocket for um, that one. So we talked about Big Dog. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I believe that's his apartment, which was above the bar. Yeah. Was a big place for you towards the end of right. college. Because that's a lot of studying, a lot of oh, for comps yeah, and everything. Because you spent, because it was a peaceful, he was, he didn't, I mean, he don't bother you. And right, right. And it was kind of a nice, like you said, a little, little uh, decompression. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, clear your head. Um, for real, yeah. You're clear your head. And I'll say that's the one thing about comps. It's mostly mental. Mm -hmm. I was so upset. I studied and studied. I'm not saying you shouldn't, uh, but just to give you an idea, a little understanding. I have some serious. Uh, sometimes I, I get a little anxious. But so you put it mildly. You. Yeah. So like as freshmen, right? We're coming in as freshmen, and they're talking and they're explaining comps. I'm like, okay. Well, that's like, you know, that's four years away. I got time. You know, just one one year at a time, you just get a little more like, oh, man, that's and it's that's coming up. Deer in the headlights exactly. starts getting real. Like. By senior year, right? It's like, so like junior year, you're starting like to get maybe a little bit of a thesis together on, on what you're thinking senior project-wise. Mm -hmm. Senior project rolls around. Now you're like, oh, man, like comps. That's Here the they next, are. That's the next. And I will say, um, anybody that's about to take comps, just take a deep breath. I say, ninety percent mental on the comps. Um, it always, and it's, I, I can go back to. I don't know if you had the same experience, but I've said that I've told this story a couple of times. I studied. Oh my god! And studied and for studied, days, and then opened the folder and was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I just I just studied for five days. This might be the most I've studied in the entire time I was in college, and I, I'm not afraid to say that I went to school for six years. I apparently <laughs> academics wasn't uh, way up there on the list, or I wasn't good at it, one of the two. Okay. Um, I studied and studied, and I opened that folder, and I remember sitting there for the first ten minutes, just like I can't believe I did watching all these people take this test, and they're panicking, and I'm looking at the question going, 
was I doing for this whole this, week and a half, is, two week period? This was I studied this last Wednesday. Right. What was? Why is this the first or the only question that I have? And to you're answer? right. It was one of those deals where it's like because I don't know. I would much rather, much rather be way over prepared yes. than under prepared. So like anybody that's getting ready, breathe. Don't listen to me too much. Yeah, right. Breathe. breathe. Relax. Listen. That's step one for sure. Uh, and don't, study. Don't take it lightly, but. Don't psych yourself out either. I mean, I like you said, I sat down. I read, skimmed through the first question, second question, and I'm like... I know this. I destroyed myself for a month leading into this. Every day, all day, just that's all I thought about. Now, were you a winter comper, or were you at... Wintertime. Oh, so it's even worse, because yeah. you go home for Christmas break, and it's in the back of your head. I gotta the come back time. for J-term. And... The whole time. Oh, my. Couldn't even enjoy Christmas. You know, just totally psyching myself. You're, yeah, you're just... And, and, and it is. It's that... You're, the it's 90% thing is... It's a mind game. It really is. And it's... It is. And like I said, don't take it lightly, but... It, and it goes back to that unique it, tradition about Bethany where it's everybody... Almost like... I know you had the green circle. It's like circle. a game, right? The it's green circle. Game. Don't step in the green circle. Don't step in the green circle. Right. And, and now everyone, I don't even know like, if they have a green... Do they have a green circle up there? There's a green circle around that bison. Do people still not step in There's it? There's a or? bison. Oh, they put a bison right in the middle of campus. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to take a drive up there. Oh, well, it's, it it's, it's a big, very nice bison. That's cool. Yeah. And so, so they moved the flower pot out of there. Yeah, that flower pot's gone. Nice. They took that out in the bushes. Think, and honestly, it ended up being an ashtray, I think, most times. It was. So it was probably a good move. Well, that was where everybody stood to smoke because <laughs> you got away from the building. So they, because it was that old 15 feet or whatever right. it was. Yeah. But, uh, and they did the, they have the other bison up by the wreck that used to be down in town. That okay. was across yeah, yeah, that yeah. house. Brady's place down yeah. there. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so comps, you get through comps. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the, you walk out. No. Oh, talk the, about relief, right? That's like uh, burrito and traffic. You make a home relief. Yeah. You're like, my God. I know. I made it. I can't, believe <laughs> I can't believe it's over. And then, uh, yeah. Just, and then you enjoy that I last I semester. I floated back down to Beta when I walked out of uh, the admissions. Nothing was, nothing was bothering me. I don't know them. where the comm department is now. Is that? It's still. still oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I know all the offices. And I walked into Dr. Tuszynski's office to do the oral comp. And I was like, oh boy. Because I knew it was coming. I, I was talking to everybody. And they're like, all right, well, they're going to go back over the questions you didn't you fouled up yeah. on the written. And I'm like, oh, great. Great. <laughs> great. Which <laughs> ones were those? Didn't get it right the first time, right. apparently. But... So I hope second time is a little bit better. So I can explain myself, right? So, But it worked out, like you said. And, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. And that's something that, like I said, tradition, unique about Bethany, which is awesome. And bring it, it it's, it's something that we all have. Like, right. We all can tell the horror story right. of and you know that feeling. You know, like that like man. Absolutely. Just... And anybody watching that's an alumni is sitting there probably reliving right. it in their head. Like, no question. Oh my god, the test and then the the you you described it perfectly with that that floating. Oh, just when you once it's done, it's that all the way home. The only other yeah. thing you would have to do is the turn your senior project in. And when you do that, oh, man. But you're set. I'm getting the signal. We've we've come to the point where I got to send it to my sponsor KJ, uh, Kieran Dunn. He's also an alumni. He's been he was on the show earlier. I still have an extra jug of Turners because I didn't get him a jug. He, was, he sent me a text. He's you. very upset. That he's <laughs> like, all right, am I the only person? He's, he's one of the only ones. I've I've tried really hard. I was in Jersey when I filmed it. There's no Turners in Jersey. Um, also, Turners, if you're listening, please sponsor me. Pick it up. Please sponsor. Pick it up. Um, but, KJ, please tell us. It's Maple Shades Outdoors. If you haven't, check them out. YouTube, Instagram. Uh, it's it's an outdoors hunting channel. Nice. He does a lot of great He has a lot of great content. He's, it, the brand is growing. It's, a, it's about a year and a half old now. Nice. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to send it off to KJ because I gotta, I gotta go. You were talking about that burrito thing. I gotta <laughs> hit the head real quick. So KJ, go ahead, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page. Enjoy some videos and some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks, KJ. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest is class of 2012. Should have been 11, but he took a victory lap. Uh, Dave Hartman. 
Uh, and we've passed comps. We yeah. are, we graduate. On the other side. <laughs> Wait, we made it. You leave. Um, so let's pick up right there. So right out of college, what's Dave doing? So uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I passed comps. And I come down off of that, that high there for, I don't know, it was a couple weeks where, you know, you're just, it's kind of hitting you. And you're like, I just did that. You know? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm actually going to graduate. And. And so that's kind of like you're, you're kind of breaking that down mentally and digesting that. And then once that kind of wrapped up, you know, like you had mentioned now, I'm in the winter. So it's not like your typical springtime, going to walk, enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. I got to fill this gap between, you know, just shy of, you know, the new year. Yeah. Through to spring. And it was just kind of like a cluster, you know, but um so early on, I'm kind of like you said, what am I going to do? You know, and, and I'm putting applications everywhere and, and I'm on Monster and Indeed and LinkedIn and you name it. And uh, sure enough, I'm just like, well, I got to find something, you know, to, to get me going in the meantime while I'm looking. So I took a job. It used to be Pier 12. It's now the Crooked Dock in Wellsburg. Um, Which there's another crossover for us. It's yeah. right out of college before I start working over at the bar here in town. Right. I end up right out of school. There I go, right to the right. crooked dog. Right. Like two weeks out of school. Bethany connections? <laughs> no, right. I, I, no. Well, Harv told Harv. me they were always hiring. Right. They're always hiring. Right. I went in, I put an Check application it out. in, and Lester was like, Do you want to start tomorrow? And right. I was like, Yeah, sure. He was like, Do you have a pulse? <laughs> yeah, are you good <laughs> at this? Can you, you can you can fill things right. and fry. You can make fry. Oh no no no! I was on the prep side. Okay. I got out of that real quick. I became yeah, a barback, and then good. oh yeah, went out, did a bar, did the barback thing, and then Friends somehow became fish. a bartender. Which <laughs> anybody yes, that's ever had a drink with me, you know, as a bartender, you got you got your money's worth. Yeah, and probably like three more. You're dollars. not upset. You're yeah. not. No. You're upset the next day when you look at the bill. What? The, how did I spend that much money? So it's like, like you said, so end up there for a little bit and um, just kind of getting through things. And then um, that didn't really work out at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's try Because well, that's else. in that time where Pier 12 kind of had, they had they sold had off. They were, hands, right. That was, and then it was going like to become said, the Crooked Dog right, Buster. Right. So. The eventual owner wasn't quite there yet. And there was all these discussions. And I'm like, well, I should probably... Have something Maybe, a little bit more stable. Right, exactly. So that didn't work out, if you can believe that. So, I'm uh, shocked. <laughs> I am both shocked and Stunning, stunning. So <laughs> I get a, a random text from our buddy Ed. and he, dog. And he had floated it out there that uh, he said, hey, we're kind of in a bind. Um, Chuck wants to know if you can help us. So I end up over here across the street uh, working in the kitchen and with Bubba's. So I went from student probably spent about half a tuition's worth of money over there yeah absolutely as a student at the bar uh if not more <laughs> really, yeah. so had my time there as a student which was pretty cool to be on the other side mm -hmm. which was you know on the employee end uh which was definitely just cool it was cool well it's, it's, about its, own, it's its own club in and of itself like the, the bison Inn and bubba's crew is it's like a little family yeah it really was and i know that's kind of corny but right, it is it's, it's true it is I mean, it's true and i know you know anybody that's gone to bethany i think would say and oh, let me rephrase that because i don't know how long is the bar three no this will be four no this will be three this is three wow. next year will so be almost four. a whole class yeah. of students the, didn't the, the juniors right uh, now i don't think have ever had that's the bar. a shame but but either way so you know Okay, so the the seniors this year are the first full class to go wow. through without having the bar. Wow. Now, they had it, but it was in a different kind right, of setting. It was just a different idea, different setting. Yeah, it was right? a BYOB thing instead right. Well, of, I was here uh, a few, maybe two or three homecomings ago, mm -hmm. and they had like a BYOB, which yeah. was neat. I mean, it was, I was cool. It was nice being in there, and I think that honestly, that would serve them well to do it again. Nostal I, really I mean, do. the nostalgia really gets Talk people. about tradition. There's a big one. And that's Absolutely. another thing. I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but anybody that is thinking about going to school with Bethany, um, and this goes from anywhere, but especially Bethany, if there's anything I could say, don't miss homecoming. No. Ever. No. Because that's a networking thing. I mean, a lot of people don't think of it that way because it is a party. It is a good time. But you're meeting these people. Yeah, you're at the football game. You're cooking out up there. You're having lunch. If you're of age, you're having some, some drinks. 
and you're talking and you're talking to these people that are in these fields working doing what you're trying to get into do mm -hmm. you're talking to people that can possibly hire you you, you know some of these you people, never know some of these alumni owner. right they they are owners of you know there was a guy through beta um like i said i was a beta when those guys would come back they always would make sure to take care of us and, and you know always spend time with us and yeah. talk and hey you're graduating soon do you you know are you interested where do you want to end up all these things come up and it's homecoming so it's like what what better place to have that happen um it's more than just you know yeah it's your networking opportunity absolutely sure. um so you're, you're at the bar you're at bubba's for right. at the time it's so, the bison inn i guess right is what at the, the time, time was, yeah and, it's and, still bubba's in right <laughs> so, yeah it's always <laughs> bubba's <laughs> but what i was going to say is I, I think anybody that went to bethany at that time when the bar was the bar they all knew chuck mm -hmm. right everybody and when I hear Chuck needs some help, I'm like, absolutely. Dude, what can I do? Yeah. You know? No questions asked. Exactly. Yeah. And I needed a I needed a paycheck, so I'm like, yeah. I mean, and it was a good. It was an all right weekly, week to week. Right. Like, just, just to, uh, any Pittsburgh sports fans, brief history. This was uh, I saw a lot of good finishes in that bar working mm -hmm. as an employee. But I will say, one that sticks out in memory. I don't know. I'm sure you remember this. 2013 on Long Island, right? Penn's Islanders overtime. I want to say it was. Game six, overtime, Brooks Orpic, just like random, random little goal. That, we had a nice little yeah. party over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was ball. actually, so I remember the, the Pirate game. Oh, yeah. That first wild yeah, card when, Reds, when yeah. Cueto drops the ball. That, and when they the tried bar to recreate, went, yeah. The bar went absolutely, it was over. I that think was, they could hear us in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, right. And that then, and the Penn State, I added up on a couple shows ago, I had the, so when Penn State beat Ohio State, oh yeah, that the year they blocked the punt and run it all the way, almost all the way back, right? Um, it's just a the, the for being in another school, a college game that had that much because you're predominant people here. You're Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio, right? Ohio State, Penn State, right? Because I mean, w, I love WVU as a school. They're just never in the conversation because right. it's it'd be different if it was WVU Pitt, right? Kind of thing, right? Um, so you work at the bar. Mm -hmm. Which again, Ed has told me we had a lot of similarities. You yeah. threw things in that kitchen. Yeah. I threw things in that kitchen. I think everybody at some point <laughs> let something rip. There were a lot of there were a lot of dented flat pans that were supposed to get through the pass yeah, through. You, you, you get the chicken hoagie on wing night, and I'm like, what is this? Or pi pizza breadsticks. <laughs> oh my god! If you ever you get that crusty cheese <laughs> on it, in the sauce. it would be like rock hard. <laughs> Cheese sauce stuck to that little pan in that toaster oven, man. That's just like that would send you. I will. Edge. I can tell you that anybody on wing night. I don't on wing night, I don't care if you're doing it any other night. Don't right. come to wing night at Bubba's. That and order. And I'll say I don't know who it was. So if it was you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, man, I didn't do anything crazy here. I'm not gross. But uh, somebody ordered two pounds of wings, but it was just straight ranch, and I'm just oh. like, I was appalled. I'm like, what is that? Just straight, just straight ranch, nothing else. <laughs> Man, that's brutal. It's almost as bad. We had that. Remember the honey? Oh, yeah. You had that jug of honey that you had to sit above the fryers. <laughs> Otherwise, so it would be just it, rock hard. It would not pour unless it was <laughs> up there. And you'd get these people. Can I get honey and Parmesan cheese? Like, give me like 20 minutes. Um, I got to warm it up. Sure, you can, but I don't know how it's going to taste. Right. Or I would get the, and I know you had this, the late nighters. Real late, right, right, right at the end. Is a, well, I don't know when, if it was 12. 11. I was going to say it was like 11.30 or 12, usually depending yeah. on the evening. But. And depending on how... Uh, right. So I it's had a super elaborate. Zach Nara, who he... The one day he had come down and he said, I wanted the... I want hot barbecue. So I gave him regular hot barbecue with the... You know, the... I didn't always use the Chuck's, like, crock pot. Yeah, right. I didn't always use that. Right. Um, I would just give you Frank's in here right. and mix it up. Uh, so he'd come down, and it was like three weeks in a row. He'd come down, and I that was I knew his order, so I already had it kind of right. ready. This man came down with like three minutes left before the kitchen closed. I had everything cleaned up. And he goes, I want those hot barbecue wings. And I looked at him, and I went, I'm going to make them for you, but they're going to be the hottest barbecue wings you've ever had in your life. <laughs> he goes, there's no way. I gave him the atomic he took it as a challenge. I <laughs> went, it was barbecue, Frank's. The cayenne pepper oh, flakes. Always like a, a huge bottle of that. And the the sriracha 
and poured that all in and mixed it up. Dude, I was crying in the so getting the fumes. <laughs> I'm putting these wings in and flipping them and one of them like I got sauce on my forehead, it's burning up it's burning a hole in my eyebrow. Like I brought them out. It's like hot ones. Went and cleaned the went and cleaned the the rest of the kitchen, drained the fryers, did everything else you're supposed to do, you know, did the, right. you got those people on wing night again, the burgers. Right, oh yeah. Getting burgers, you ruined my grill that hadn't been touched all day. Right, no, I gotta clean that. So, I come back out after I went out to, I went out to, you know, take my break out in front of, of Bubba's, and he comes outside, and I mean, this man, it's gotta be February. Right. Freezing. Sweat. He is dripping sweat. There might be 14 people in the bar, so I know it's... Because you know Chuck didn't turn the heat on. God forbid we turn the heat on. Every day. And then he'd go, uh, as soon as they get here. As soon as they get here, it's going to get warm. Yeah. You're not even going to eat it. Yeah. Chuck, there's 20 people in the bar. It's not, it's not warm in here. It's warm in the kitchen. It's not warm anywhere else. So he goes... He comes out and he just looks at me and goes... Dude, that's the new wings. Sees me the next day after he had got home, woke up that morning, went to the bathroom. He come back down and went, don't ever do that to me. Right, I said, don't ever come into the bar at 1155 <laughs> and expect me to cook you wings. Let's do that again. So you leave the bar and you right. end up at... Oh, end up in Pittsburgh, um, Wexford to be exact. That's all right. Uh, at a, oh, yeah. Yeah, so like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm driving from Fallsby up to Wexford every day, and then I was doing a driving route in my own vehicle, so I'm like marking down mileage as you're driving all over creation. So needless to say, that got old quick. And, uh, <laughs> I'm done with this. Done. It was a cool job. We got to do some cool stuff, but I'm like, eh, I'm done with this. And uh, weird, weird turn of events. Uh, so long story short, um, friend gets me in touch with a company out of Buffalo, New York, uh, Orchard Park to be exact um, and they're a vendor and he's just you know he's playing he's downplaying it when he's telling me he's like oh yeah you know we're a vendor we do golf carts they're specialized I'm saying okay cool so he's kind of filling me in I'm kind of thinking about it. he's like it's a lot of travel I end up finding out they're a vendor for golf carts for television networks to cover the PGA Tour so I'm like what so I'm like well that's kind of you know that's interesting and you know one thing leads to another um, 2016, I find myself traveling all over the place, uh, following the PGA Tour in certain cities. I didn't go to every tournament. But well, and you were talking before, since we got to, we are now at the PGA Tour, and I right. have, we have another story we're going to cover in that uh -huh. that involves the golf courts. Right, right. But, so you were telling the story before we, we, went lot, we went to record about the couple times you had the, the judge come through and oh, say, yeah, oh yeah. yeah come on play yeah, on let's rules, go rules let's go. official would come and, and find a group that was lagging slow and they they say hey sir yeah you gotta, you gotta pick it up we're on a time you got so and so minutes to get to this point and then we keep it rolling so it's kind of cool it was an interesting job i mean i had no idea that's the thing i mean keep in mind i had no clue what i was really getting into and uh, i kind of stumbled into this it was very lucky um Believe me. And I you ended up working for CBS and NBC. Yeah, and all the all the big boys. It was awesome. Uh, like you said, Golf Channel, NBC, CBS, um, PGA Live. Which mm -hmm. They're strictly online. They have an online presence. And honestly, I mean, not to do a plug, but if you go on PGA Live, you if you have a favorite golfer, which I don't know how many people that I'm a, show I'm a, a Shimbo guy. Uh, oh yeah, the so, professor. Yeah. You know, he's got that. He's got that goofy little crank that funny, he figured funny out. Funny fact <laughs> about him that still blows my mind is that every club in his bag apparently is the same length. Yeah, he's like the math guy. Yeah, so yeah, like, and he figures got, out like the. I would have never guessed that that's legal with the rules, but apparently it is. I keep hearing it, and someone might check my facts. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's. Now, were you ever in a group? I mean, you said I know you said a lot of the guys were they were down the card guys. They were a lot of times, yeah. But were you ever? Because yeah, I have I mean, two things that I want to bring up. The one's yeah. the flyover we're going to get to. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, one of the coolest videos I've ever seen. The Boeing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to talk about the cart, you doing the cart. Oh, the camera lift. So, yeah, yeah. But was there ever a guy, like, maybe yeah, Rory? Yeah, yeah, there were a couple little little things. Um, one thing I will say, two people in particular, uh, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler. Anytime I saw those dudes not on the course doing their job and golfing mm -hmm. signing autographs for kids and, and taking pictures with kids and fans 
cool, cool people. And just down I, to earth. And I always like both of them anyway, but yeah. when you see them like interacting with people, there's no camera really around me. It's not me a wrong. There's always thing. there's always cameras with those guys. But there's no crew falling around saying, Oh, he's doing these good deeds for the day. Like yeah. they're always those kind it's of It's the stuff that doesn't get seen. And so those younger dudes that if you think about it, what, ten years, fifteen years ago, that is Spieth. As a kid at the rope, like, hey, we signed this Tiger, game. Phil, so you see that, right? BJ, exactly. all those guys were... Yeah, is who he's watching. Yeah. Exactly. He knows he was just on the other side of that rope, you know, not that long. Oh, yeah. So those guys in particular, those two in particular, I should say. Uh, Fowler especially. Which, like I said, I always liked him, but, you know, seeing it... He's always got different. He's always got the picnic pants. Though. Right, yeah. Always exactly. rocking the picnic bright, pants. Some bright color, yeah. Which um, was easy to pick him out. You know? <laughs> he always knew where he was at. But uh, to, to answer your question... Uh, you know, a lot of times what happened is uh, we, I'd be there for the carts and then I'd get lucky and get roped into doing audio for the week or camera assist for the week, mm -hmm. which that, I mean, those two in particular were sweet, but the cam assist, you know, if anybody watches golf, if you're watching in the morning and they see them getting loose and they're at the range and they're getting ready, oh, so-and-so goes off at nine today. That was us. So, like, I'm standing with this camera guy like, all morning just, like, watching DJ get loose. Yeah. Like, Dustin Johnson. And at the time, he was number one. I mean, I can't tell you where he's ranked right now. But I'm just sitting there, like, kind of out-of-body experience. Like, I can't, you can't be a fan. Right. Because yeah. you're yeah. at work. But yeah. you're like, oh, my God. I snuck a couple of videos. Oh, yeah. Well, on the pond. So you, you sneak a video oh, yeah. that when you finally do come back to, to this side of the country okay. after traveling... Milwaukee and Oregon right, and all these other yeah. suitcase for a while, yeah. Even even at one point, I believe I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass you a little bit. You 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 were not home to find you. You lost the check. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Undis undisclosed amount of money, but it was it was a fairly large oh, check yeah, yeah. that he just misplaced. Didn't need it. It wasn't a. It wasn't right. like a. Was, I'm missing it. Basically, it boiled down to like I was out of town. What happened was um, a couple of these companies wouldn't do direct deposit. Because I wasn't strictly a, a, with them. Yeah, because right, because I was the vendor, mm -hmm. and they were like, you know, was, they called a double dip, and so I'd be like working for my company I work for, and then do mics on the side or cam assist on the side for the lips. Mm -hmm. So like because I wasn't a full time employee, I didn't have the option to do direct deposits. So long story short, those checks would get mailed home. So it's like, all right, I'm in Fort Worth, and you're in the corner of Seattle, and then I'm in Phoenix, and then I'm coming home. And he doesn't tell me, like, hey, I put this check in whatever place. So, uh, like, Ends months, up behind months later. Well, and it expired by, like, four days. <laughs> I'm like, I found this four days ago and cashed it. But now i got to look like an idiot. <laughs> i got to call, call Orlando. Here's the check number. I promise you I didn't cash it. It's right here. Yeah, I'm a moron. I lost my check. Can you uh, send me a new one? <laughs> so, the, the flyover. Right, right. We were in Seattle. Well, outside of Seattle in Snoqualmie Falls. It was pretty sweet out there. And uh, if people don't know, Boeing, who manufactures all these huge jets, travel passenger jets, all that stuff, um, they're located in Seattle mm -hmm. or outside of Seattle. So that's a big deal. So it was actually, it wasn't a PGA. It was actually the seniors tour. It was in Snoqualmie, and they sent me out there, and they did a, a flyover that you referenced. Um, it was just pretty wild. Um they bring this Boeing. I'm not even sure what it was. It was huge. It was a huge. I mean, from the video you had, it's ridiculous. Just and so like they're telling us like in the morning, like these people at Golf Channel, they're like, "Oh yeah, right around 11, they're gonna come up right here and fly up the 18th fairway toward the clubhouse." I'm like, "That's cool." So I'm like, <laughs> "All right." So like, and he does it goes according to plan. He comes and he flies nice and casually up the fairway, and I'm like, all right, there he goes. So I get that on video, and then like 40 seconds go by, and you hear him again, and I'm like, well, is this what is he doing? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same dude or what. Next thing you know, like he, here he comes over the tops of these trees, <laughs> and he is just like the most <laughs> steep bank turn, just like, and the engines are just squealing. It's like, Come flying over top. I mean, he was so steep that I could see the light through the other side of the window. And it was just like completely like unexpected. Yeah, you're right. I actually kind of forgot about that. It's hilarious. It's one of the best videos. Well, I'm just there. like, what is going on? Like, what is this dude doing? Is he trying to wipe out? Well, and then so we go from the you had that experience, and then you talked about so being a mic guy and being a right, camera right. assist and the the carts. So let's get into the the yeah, carts. Yes, yeah, so which is what you actually that um, was my actual job. Yeah, right. 
I mean, I was a glorified maintenance man, really, if you think about it. I'd get there. We were like the first group in, last group out for the show. So, like, for example, U.S. Open, you're there like a month. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, I did Oakmont, which was cool. So, like, when we were in Oakmont, Pittsburgh. You're um, home. Right? It was nice. I was like, it was like a home game <laughs> uh, for once, you know? So, just to give you an idea, like, we'd come in. We'd set up all the power, like, all the electricity for to power the golf carts. Like, that was our, our main deal. We'd come in. We'd set them up, label them. So like say you know you're a cameraman, they would have your name on the cart. That was your cart for the for the show, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we were there for. And there were you know different styles of carts and stuff. And they used them to set up primarily. I mean they're running miles of fiber optics. Cable, right? And, yeah. Then we had like these little utility beds, so they'd hook it up to to a coil and off they went, man. They drive it down the fairway. I mean it was something to see them do it. And they're taking shovels and burying this fiber. Don't tell Joe Demis about that. He'll be calling back in college to get golf carts to <laughs> yeah. pull the cables with. Yeah, so like that's like you said, that's what I was really there for. But it's built into other opportunities, and you know, I, I don't shut up. So I would meet people and I would talk, and they're like, "Dude, you should, you know, you should do this, or we need a guy for that." I'm just like, "Sure, whatever." Go just with send me. the same thing as being a student. It was a go with the right, flow, jump in. Know, right, forget the comfort zone. I mean, I get it to a degree. You're always gonna want to be comfortable. Right? You want to stay in that pocket, but at, at, at times it's absolutely necessary to just. Give yourself a nudge and say, what could go wrong, really? So, we're not, you're not doing that anymore. No, no longer, no longer doing it. Um, U.S. Open 2018 at Shinnecock Hills was my last one that was up on Long Island. And then, <clears throat> so what are we doing now? Now, uh, I'm an Ambridge PA Ooh. selling night. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not terrible. I'm it's just saying that's, bad. again, you're still in a high end. We're right. still oh, high. oh, yeah. yeah you're 45 <laughs> minute ride in the morning because I'm coming basically from what's weird. And I work in the so I know. So you, you it's a, yeah, 45 minutes. Is. You get it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was the only thing, uh, like when people were in lockdown, the was one majorly noticeable thing where I was like, this traffic's like nothing. Unreal. Yeah. It was just like, gliding to work well that's that's been the nicest part i mean the there's nothing good the part, there's nice nothing part. good about COVID, right, other, i can tell you my right. drive to work peaceful yeah i like, can i can cruise at 45 on 50 right. with it with it on cruise control and it's just like outside of like realizing what's actually important yeah. and the traffic i'd say like those are like the only two silver linings so uh we've come to the part i you know i told you keep it in the back of your mind we're going to do the... I'm going to avoid the Division Three question okay. this time. I, I, I want to hear more about uh, kind of a quick wrap-up to if there's a prospective student out there or parents right. that are watching. What would you... The selling points that you appreciated most from Bethany. I mean, you've said... You've touched on the tradition and right. things. Um, right, which is always... that's. I would say, I mean, that's... I'd be... Way off, yeah. way off base if I didn't mention that because that's, I'd say that's a large chunk of what's so cool about Bethany mm -hmm. is the tradition. And like you said, so many things have changed, but a lot of those key points have stayed the same, you know, which is nice. But um, to answer your question, I'd say from a student point of view, the class size uh, is a huge thing. And, and that's not strictly Bethany, but... From my experience, I mean, that's clearly where I went. Yeah. And there are schools like it, but not quite the same. And, and I'd say versus a larger school, because uh, I had a lot of friends that went to WVU, Marshall, which those are great schools, clearly. Um, but for me personally, my favorite thing about Bethany was I'd go to class and think I knew something or an idea, just like whatever, you know, loose. We're talking loose terms. Like I might go into class thinking one thing. And the class discussion, because it's a small group of students, and you're not just like a, a number, like some dude sitting in a chair, fifteen, 15 rows back. back, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe in uh, you know, uh, Weimer, <laughs> yeah. but even in Weimer, you're right. only sitting in the front three rows because right. nobody filled that building right. up. You know, at the, the largest class I think I was in at Bethany was maybe what, like sixty? Yeah, and it was normally that. It was, I'm guessing intro to film. Right, something like that. Right, large you class pass one, You were doing a one day a week, three hours. Right, bam. Right, and for me, like I said, like the, the small class was unreal because you come in thinking one thing, and 
you hear somebody else's point of view just talking class discussion between professor and then they bounce ideas off of this dude sitting over here and then this girl chimes in and next thing you know like your mind's completely changed on something that you thought you you had an understanding you had a beat on you're like oh no i feel about like i feel like this about this and then you hear other people's opinions and different points of view that's so valuable so a growth a mental growth as much as a personal growth where you can open up to well maybe i was wrong or Maybe I was right, but it this gives me more than I thought about, and it right. might alter that. Right, and, and it just honestly, I think it it makes it uh, a more like involved learning experience. When you're sitting in a class of 200 people in Morgantown, mm-hmm. how much class discussion are you really having? I mean, I feel like, and I can't say it because I didn't experience well, it, but there, I feel yeah. like that's 80 to 90 percent just straight lecture. Yeah, where we're not getting this like back and forth. Which you know, is well, where I never learn. thought of it that way. Right. I never thought learn. of it that way. That's a good point. That happened a lot, and and you know when you when you're uh, coming out of high school, clearly you think you know everything. We we think we know everything now. Yeah, I, and it's one of them things where it's like you just I know you one, learn from other people. I know one thing, and it's that I know nothing. Right, exactly. Just, well, I'm learning that more, that, yeah. more every day. Just a phrase that I, I might still act like I know everything, but it's a, I right. know nothing. Right, right. Um, well, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I had a blast, uh, man. This I has been it. the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour with class of 2000, should be 11, but it was 12. <laughs> for the victory lap. That's right. Uh, Dave Hartman. Uh, I'm now going to send it to a friend of ours down there, downstairs there. Yeah. Harry Chambers yeah. is going to tell you about all the, oh, Harry. the fixings. That's all right. All the fixings. Get that you know. dollar sandwich. Dollar sandwiches. Yeah. Breakfast sandwiches. He's got breakfast biscuits sandwich. and gravy now. Listen, you talk about homecoming tradition. One thing I never broke, right? I don't know if I mentioned it. I missed one homecoming freshman year. Never again, right? Well, you told and everybody never miss. Never miss. <laughs> I learned from that the hard way. <laughs> Sophomore year on, wake up, Chambers breakfast sandwich. It's parade. the cure. Homecoming parade. It's yeah. the cure. It's the cure. It's, we don't need to say what it, it is the cure. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to pitch it to Harry. I'm going to talk about the story. He's got, he, he should check it out. He's got two new shirts now. Oh. The Shroom Capital of the World shirts are back. Those Second were round. so hard to come by for so long. And he's got a new shirt. It's red. Okay. It's got the store logo on the front. And then on the back, it says if Chambers, if they don't have it, you don't need it. And on that That's, note, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send it to Harry Chambers. You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk with your host, Carlo Guadagnino, recorded live in his secret lair in Bethany, West Virginia. Sponsored by Chambers General Store, the longest-running general store in the state of West Virginia. Stop by and see us. We're here Monday through Friday, 6A to 5P, and on Saturday, 6A to noon. Get a breakfast sandwich or our new sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Coming soon. Another round of Bethany Mushroom Capital of the World T-shirts and new Chambers General Store. If you don't, if we don't have it, you don't need it. T-shirts. Good.